All right, let's talk a little politics here now with my guest, Bill Thielman, former Vancouver City Council candidate. Bill is a veteran BC political strategist and campaigner. He joins me here every Friday. Hey, Bill. Morning, Mike. Okay, lots to talk about. Let's start first with Justin Trudeau calling big grocery on the carpet here. So the grocery store CEOs summoned to Ottawa. I guess they got some sort of tongue lashing there uh, behind closed doors. You better lower your prices and you better do it by Thanksgiving or else we could bring the tax hammer down on you. Have a listen to Trudeau here and then I'll get your thoughts. It's not okay that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. So Minister Champagne will be calling on the heads of large grocers to come to Ottawa with a plan to address the rising cost of food. And we expect to hear from them by Thanksgiving on what their plan is to stabilize prices. Or else, or else we're going to tax you. Bill, is this going to work? Well, they're going to kick the stuffing out of those turkeys by Thanksgiving. I'll tell you, Mike, I don't really know. But, you know, yesterday, Christia Freeland, the Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Finance, introduced the Affordable Housing and Groceries Act, and it will amend the Competition Act to enhance competition, particularly in the grocery sector, the government's news release says. So they're going to let the Competition Bureau more power to investigate fix, uh, fix price fixing, price gouging, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. Uh it's hard to believe, to be to be honest, that one sector only is the only one in all of the inflation, all of the profit-taking, not oil and gas, not at the pumps. It's just the grocery chain. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, if anybody is counting on a discount turkey, I'd say uh, keep your hopes up. Isn't this all just some theater going on here right now? Like, I do, I do not believe that Trudeau would actually follow through on this. First of all, it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, just his partner, his governing partner there, Jagmeet Singh, had earlier called for this a year ago, yeah, saying right. bring in a bring in an excess profits tax on these grocery stores. And Trudeau ruled it out at that time, saying, "Well, we don't want to do that. They would just pass that along to their consumers and maybe make prices even higher." Yeah, which I think yeah. could happen. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, exactly. And in June, Mike, there was an all-party committee of the of the Commons that made 13 recommendations, uh, and one of them was to look at a windfall profits tax. So it's yeah. not. Uh, I, I think the Conservatives were uncomfortable with that one, but nonetheless, it's not something to be completely ruled out. All, all the skepticism aside, they have talked about it before. Um, the coalition. That's uh, not really a coalition, but the partnership, the supply and confidence agreement with Jagmeet Singh and the NDP could depend on doing something on this one uh, there's other conditions and things that are going on but it's really hard to implement that it took years for the wage and price controls to come into effect in the 70s there's all sorts of things you'd have to do to, to actually make this work so i'm really dubious that it's going to happen okay let's uh, move on let's talk about the diplomatic dispute between canada and India. And this one is really heating up here now. Of course, this came after Trudeau said that Canada has evidence that India was behind the political a political assassination in Surrey. This is a bombshell allegation that has been covered around the world. India responding. I'm not sure Trudeau calculated the response from India here. So India at first issuing a travel advisory saying warning citizens do not travel to Canada and then they shut down visa services which impacts a ton of people here Trudeau was asked about the visa issue and listen to his answer here. this is one of the things I find frustrating about Trudeau is he never answer, gives a straight answer to a straight question but 
Have a listen to what he's asked about India shutting down visa services, and I'll get your thoughts. India has suspended visa services here in Canada. Are we going to reciprocate? We call upon the government of India to take seriously this matter and to work with us to shed full transparency and ensure accountability and justice in this matter. Okay, and then, of course, he didn't answer the question about visa services. Bill, what do, what do you, what's your analysis? Well, it, this is devastating for Indian Canadians who uh, had travel, weddings, funerals, uh, just vacations, anything planned. I mean, it appears just about impossible to get to, to India right now. So I think that's going to have a major, major impact. And, you know, Mike, uh, I didn't realize until later, but uh, the reason why... Trudeau came out with a statement in the House and caused the fireworks to begin, uh, was uh, explained by Harjit Sajjad, our, our Minister of uh, Emergency Preparedness, a Liberal member for uh, Vancouver South. He said, uh, he was asked, why, was, why did this come out? And he said, uh, it was important for the Prime Minister to make the statement he did because some information was going to come out in the, me- in the media. So it looks to me like they got panicked into this. And, you know, media reports lots of stuff and says we've, got, we've learned this or that. doesn't make it the truth. But when the prime minister says it in the House, it's pretty hard to ignore. So I think they got a little bit um, buffalo stampeded on this thing got panicked and came out with it. But pretty obviously now from what we've seen, uh, it's been said publicly again by government uh, sources that one of our Five Eyes partners, and that includes the United States, Britain, Australia, uh, gave us information, intelligence information. It's pretty clearly the United States. So they've got information they can't release because they didn't produce it themselves, and now they're kind of um, hooked on this thing. They can't explain why they did it, and they can't actually back down off of it either. Okay, let's listen to Trudeau's primary opponent here, Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative leader, saying that Trudeau needs to present more evidence about what India did here. Let's listen. The Prime Minister needs to come clean with all the facts. We need to know all the evidence possible so that Canadians can make judgments on that. They just expelled an Indian diplomat. Should they do more in response to this news? I think we need to see more facts. Um, the Prime Minister hasn't provided any facts. Uh, he, uh, he provided a statement, um, and I will just emphasize that he, he didn't tell me any more in private than he told Canadians in public, so we want to see more information. Okay, so Paulia saying that Trudeau has to come clean on this and present yeah. the evidence about this murder. Uh, is that possible? Like, isn't this sort of top-secret James Bond for your eyes only type of stuff? How can he, how exactly, can he disclose exactly. this? Yeah, Polyev has got Trudeau in a perfect uh, no-win situation. He says, produce more information that he knows he can't produce because it came from U.S. intelligence sources, probably. So, you know, it's, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't help the prime minister at all. He, he's obviously told Polyev and, and Singh and, uh, and the bloc probably that I, I got this information from secret intelligence sources from another country and I can't release it. Uh, that's not going to satisfy too many people. You have to hope, for everyone's sake, that some information comes forward that leads to an arrest. And that's what we really want to see, is somebody arrested for this terrible murder. Um, But I don't know. I mean, it may never happen. We just don't know what will happen. If they're Indian agents and they were that good, they may have left the country months ago um, with very little tracing at all. So, I, you know, I think it's a tough situation for the government. And India is obviously going all in on this one. And whether... 
you know, we've seen all of the Jason Bourne type movies where there's secret operations within the CIA that nobody knows about in the president's office and all those kind of, uh, you know, those kind of schemes and things go on in popular movies. Well, if this is what really happened, who knows if Modi actually know or approved it or mm. not. The prime minister of India, he could have not known anything about it and is uh, outraged as a result. Okay, Bill, let's finish up with the dueling Soji demonstrations that we saw this week. This got very hot and heated in some cities in, in British Columbia this week. Sexual orientation, gender identity program in BC schools. We saw protests against the Soji program. We saw counter protests supporting the Soji program. Got pretty hot and heavy at times. Here's Premier David Eby on it. I'm really worried about the, what looks to me like people trying to bring American-style culture wars into British Columbia. I don't think that country has been served by the divisions uh, driven between people. Uh, I don't think that they're in a better place for it, and I cannot fathom why people want to bring that here. Okay, how do the politics of this shake out, Bill? Well, every party but one, uh, the, the BC United, the NDP, the Greens, all say they support Soji, and one party, the BC Conservatives, said we'll take it out of the curriculum, and John Rustad, yeah. the, the leader. I think there's some cleverness there, and I support Soji as well, but I think there's some cleverness on the part of the Conservatives, because they're trying to change this from a an issue of the Soji, the gender identity, sexual politics, to an issue of parental choice versus the bureaucracy, versus the government. And so they're, all, all Rustad's saying, he's not going overboard, he's just saying, oh, we think this is something for parents to decide, we need to take it out of the school curriculum. Now, doesn't sound terribly radical or anything. Pretty obviously, this is a program which has been used for several years is helpful to, to many kids who are having gender identity problems. But Rustad doesn't care. He's not trying to get 100% of the votes. He's looking for 30, 35% of the population that might say that sounds reasonable. So uh, this could be a sleeper issue, and it's already caused problems for Kevin Falcon because uh, he had to backtrack, and then they, yeah. they sent out Eleanor Sturco to correct the leader, etc. So I, I think this one uh, is worthwhile watching further and see what John Rustad does to try and exploit that difference. And, you know, any time in politics when you're on one side and four other parties are on the other, you're going to get a certain amount of, uh, of support. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen quickly to John Rustad at this point. So this is the leader of the B.C. Conservative Party on the SOGI program in schools. Let's listen. It's creating friction, certainly between parents and, uh, and, and teachers in the schools. I really think we should be taking those things out of schools. Okay, that, that's a very interesting position for him to take, and he stands al alone on it there. Uh, could it be a vote-getter for him in the next election? Here's what we'll do right now. Bill, take a quick break. We'll come back. Bill Thielman is my guest. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Alan in Coquitlam. Hi, Alan. Go ahead. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to comment on a few of the items you mentioned. First, with regards to Trudeau and the large grocery chains, I mean, coincidentally, I went shopping this week, and I didn't notice. But I think part of the problem that the government needs to deal with is transportation companies. Like, as a business owner, when I get things, when I order something, the cost of the shipping oftentimes is two to three the cost, two to three times the cost of the items. Uh, secondly, with regards to Poliev, I think it's a bit disingenuous from the call out the government when they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to figure out what the issue with this. I understand that he's opposition, and yeah. you know, it's creating an opportunity for him. But still, I mean, Trudeau's probably told him, you know, again what the situation is, and he still calls it out. I just think it's a really, I just think the optics on that are really poor. Thirdly, I think with regards to schools, 
I, I think that's the parents' job to deal with that, not the schools. I mean, I don't think those teachers are equipped to deal with that. Thank, thanks for your time. Okay, Alan, thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Well, Bill, go ahead. Your thoughts. Yeah, no, I think that it's a reasonable call, obviously. But uh, for Pierre Polyev on the India issue, I don't think he has much choice. He doesn't have the information. Only Trudeau has it. And I think he's doing what he thinks is is the right thing to do. And, and, you know, I think lots of Canadians would like to see some evidence. When you say uh, one of our largest, uh, one of the largest democracies in the world and one of our allies is doing murders on on our territory, it's kind of incumbent to provide some proof. Yeah, so you got... You, well, you've got Polyev saying he's got Trudeau's got to come clean and provide evidence. And we discussed earlier how this is sort of top secret for your eyes only type of info. But I note that CBC is reporting today, Bill, that they have sources telling them that the evidence that Canada has includes intercepted communications involving Indian government officials and Indian diplomats in Canada. So yep. apparently somebody is blabbing to the CBC ab- about this top secret evidence they've collected. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who that would be. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Well, I, isn't that weird? I thought minister's office, but I thought all this stuff was supposed to be top secret. Yeah, it's it's top secret until you, uh, there's a political need to to make it less so. Look, Mike, my, my view is the prime minister should not have announced this in the house when he clearly knew he didn't have evidence he could release publicly. They should have just said we're you know uh, we're we're looking into this etc. and waited a bit longer, uh, and then we wouldn't have had the visa problem with India. We wouldn't have the blow up. Uh, they, they, in my view, they panicked and they they rolled out too fast, and they should have just waited it out and say, "Well, there's a media story. We're looking into it. We we can't comment. Mm. It's we're investigating, and that's that." Uh, so they made it into a, a much bigger issue by doing by coming out prematurely without the, yeah. the ability to give evidence. John on the North Shore. Hi, John. Go ahead. Hi, um, I'm in the food business. I'm, I've been obviously following these incredible boys club meetings in Ottawa. Um, so it, there's a couple things to play in here. The, the grocery industry, I would deny that they're making record profits. Since um, COVID, we've, we've increased our wages by a huge amount to retain good quality people. I'm sure everybody's having to go through that. And there's a, a shortage of people. So the increase in wages has gone up much greater than we ever expected. Secondly, before COVID, I used to buy a piece of, uh, I used to sell a, like a jar of peanut butter to a grocery store and then they market up their percentage, right? Yeah. So that jar of peanut butter is twice the price. So let's go from like $1.50 to $3, right? If the grocery store marks it up by a percentage, which is that's how the industry works, right? I buy it for a price, I sell it for a percentage higher. That same jar of peanut uh, butter has doubled in price sitting on the same shelf. So they've doubled their margin, but they're paying higher insurance rates, they're paying higher taxes, higher wages. Like, people, okay. you just have to do the math. It's Thank a you. systemic Thank you. issue in every industry. Thank you for the call. Bill, we've got 30 seconds here. Go ahead. Well, we know that grocery price profits and, and the margins have increased significantly more than other industries, and that's part of the problem. Uh, I appreciate what John's saying, but I think that there is an issue there with grocery prices going well, up Well, I much. mean... I'm taking a look at the most recent Competition Bureau report on this, and it says that mm-hmm. last year, Canada's three largest grocery store chains, Loblaws, Sobeys, and Metro, uh, made $3.6 billion in profits, which obviously sounds like a lot, but that is that is on $100 billion in sales. So that's like a 3.6% profit margin, is it not? Like, how is that unreasonable? Yeah, no, it, it, they keep saying the margins are, are thin on the grocery industry and uh 
you know, I, I just think if the government wants to get into that, it's a, it's a real quagmire. Yeah. Bill, thank you for coming on today. Thanks, Mike.